You have found yourself on another episode of Locked On Bulls. On today's episode, me and Pat are going to discuss the Bulls officially filing for the the disabled player exception for Alonzo Ball, Javon Carter signing with the team, and re-signing Kobe White and Nikola Vucevic. We're going to get into all that and more on today's Locked On Bulls. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. That's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000. I'm Hayes, host, and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central Podcast and YouTube pages. Pat, the Bulls? Had a fairly active weekend, more active than I was expecting. It completely died down after the Javon Carter signing, pretty much. But let's start off with kind of the most recent news. Like, we got uh, word yesterday that the Bulls have now officially filed for the de- the disabled player exception on Lonzo Ball's contract. For anyone who does not know what that means, that is, gives the Bulls an additional exception uh, worth half of Lonzo Ball's contract, which is going to be $10.1 million. They can use that to either sign a free agent or trade for a player in the last year of their contract. Pat, what do you think about the Bulls actually making this move? Uh, this would signify them paying, the, if they use this exception, they will be paying the luxury tax. There's no way, nowhere else around that. How do you feel about it, Pat? Just very confused because I feel like AK lied to us for the first time in that press conference because he said basically that like they weren't going to use this on Lonzo. He also said that they weren't going to go into the luxury tax because Michael has told them that four to six is the luxury tax range, even though now this is the the tax. And like, I don't like you playing with my emotions here, but I feel like it's a move that'll help the bulls get better. And I think that that's the, here's the thing. And, and this is the part that when we get to the Javon Carter part that a lot of bull will, will break down in more depth, but the bulls made a move to try and make the pieces that they currently have on their team better based on what we saw in the second half of last season. I think that they've kind of done that with with going out and signing a guy like Carter, but there's always going to be this looming contract over your head that is going to affect your team in the long run, no matter what. That's the Lonzo Ball deal. By making this move, and I think that this will be something that the NBA probably gets done pretty quickly. I don't know if y'all remember when Klay Thompson went down. They basically filed it on like the 20th of November. It was approved on the 25th. Yeah. So it, it's not something that's dragging out. It, it's basically something that, like, if I can look at this dude who hasn't played in two years and go, he's probably not going to play next season, then I'm basically just going to give you the exception. To me, this is the Bulls saying that, listen, the, the where we were and just not improving anything for our team is not going to be acceptable. And I like that. I like that they're – did they go out and make the big splashes this offseason? No, but to me, they've done the small tweaks that I think the people who watch the game the closest have asked for. We've asked for them to shoot more threes. They go out and get a shooting coach who's supposed to be coming in to change the shooting philosophy. We've asked for them to make a move on Lonzo's deal. They've done things like that. So, uh, to me, AK has had a pretty good – Acme as a whole has had a pretty good – start the free agency, start to this offseason. 
I, I can't be mad at what we've seen here. And I think that it'll be interesting. I, I'll ask you this, right? Like you dropped the video over on uh, Chicago Bulls Central, which is absolutely eating right now. Um, who are some of the players that you think the Bulls are realistically in line to go get if or when? I think this is a when, not an if. When this finally comes through, like the realistic name. So in free agent, I have two in each, two trade targets, two free agent targets. And in, in free agency, I think Mo Bamba, P.J. Washington are very realistic. I think when you look at what the Hornets have done, bringing back Miles Bridges, uh, drafting Brandon Miller, um, they also made an additional signing today. All kind of points towards maybe they'll match P.J. Washington, but more than likely they're probably going to let him go. So I like him there. I think Mo Bamba is also an option out there on the, on the free agent market as well, coming off a, a deal for him. Um, now, he he may not have – you may not have to use the disabled player exception. You may use the rest of your uh, mid-level exception to get him, yeah. depending on what the realistic things are. But then also, I think it gets a little bit more interesting when you look at players that are in the last year of their deal that you can trade for. Danilo Gallinari was just traded to the Washington Wizards. He could be moved again. We know that AK tried to get him before. One thing we've seen with AK is that if he has you labeled as one of his guys, he tries to get you eventually. So Danilo could be one. I think Thad Young is another one. Another possibility is that Toronto Raptors team uh, looks to change some things out. So I, I really kind of think, you know, something around those. And do not look out the outside chance. Grant Williams may be a possibility there as well. That's what it was. The Charlotte Hornets, actually, there's rumors that they're interested in Grant Williams, which if they do, it all but signals they're not matching anything for P.J. Washington. Or P.J. So if you can if you can get either P.J. or Grant Williams, I know they're not perfect players. They're not the 20 and 10. I know some Bulls yeah. fans just think superstars, but I think when you look at what they could bring for the team, I kind of like it. I just think, to me, P.J.'s a name that, like, P.J. always reminds me of that guy that, like, he P. Will. He reminds me of P. Will. I can see all the potential in the world in you. And granted, he's gotten to a further point, right? I think it was 15 points a game last season or something like that. But I just, I, I never see a completed game from him. I guess the same can be said about Mo Bamba. Like, you, you've literally seen one half of, of him versus Joel Embiid. Muggs have crowned him uh, the next superstar big man that needs to be signed on every team, and yet he never yeah. gets any minutes. Um, I don't know. I'm not mad at any of those names. I think that um, that is probably... If you're going to trade for a guy, to me, Thad would be the one that I would want to get in because I, I, I know everybody keeps saying Javon Carter is going to be this leader, um, but he he didn't have that much leading to do on that team. <laughs> you, had, you had Bobby Portis, Brooke Lopez, Giannis, and uh, Chris Middleton when he's there. Like, there wasn't much leading Javon Carter had to do, so um, I, mean, I think that that leadership is still needed, and I think Thad Young is a guy that can go out and get that. Even though, I don't know. Like, in my mind, Thad's 100, but I know he's not that old. I don't know how old Thad Young is off the top of my head. Uh, just real quick search, 35 years old. Ooh. That's tough. Uh, ah, thing, never mind. I might have to take that one back. The thing, with that, <laughs> the thing with that that concerns me is that Thad has gotten worse every year since he's left us. Oh, yeah. So, and, and like, he hasn't played more than 30 games since he left us, bro. Yeah. So I, I might have to recant I mean, the let me take that back. He took he played 54 last season, but uh I don't know, man. Like I, I like that as far as like I know what he brings mentality-wise. I know he has chemistry. I know he's been here before. I know all those things, but like if we're talking about getting the most help on the basketball court, yeah. Um uh, yeah, he only gets paid 9.5 million dollars, but I'm I won't lie if I and say that I'm not a little concerned if he's gonna be able to to give us something that we need. There's there's 
here's the thing that I say, and I, I don't know what it'll end up being at the end of it, but to me, the fact that we're putting ourselves in a position to be successful is something that we didn't expect. We expected, yeah. me and you both expected, I don't know if we expected Javon Carter, but we expected some kind of signing like this, yeah. right? A smaller money deal that gets that gets the Bulls a, a player that fits a specific need. I didn't expect the Bulls to be posi positioning themselves in the draft. I didn't expect the Bulls to be positioning themselves in trade talks. Uh, by the way, they, they, anybody else scared by amateur analysts? Uh, when he just dropped Zach Levine and then went ghost oh, for six Don hours, bro. bro, that was hilarious. Bro. Oh, outside the box possibility, I, I don't, I don't think we've talked about this. Uh, well, I know I we haven't because we just had the conversation. Uh, we talked about Erlap uh, Bitsum before. The, could the Bulls use now that exception and bring him over? That's an interesting one. I, I, I wouldn't be mad at that. We seen Vasile um, Michik actually sign a nice deal with the Orlando Magic. I mean, not the Orlando, the uh, Oklahoma the City o Thunder. Oklahoma City Thunder. So, How old is he? Uh, Vasily Mishik? I feel he like he's like, not young. No, Mishik, if like, I'm not mistaken, like, he's like 27, I think. 29, bro. He's 29? I was going to say, I feel like he's kind of coming over here on the... Uh, finally get his money? On the Arvidas Sabonis deal. You know what I mean? Like, he's not as old, but, but I feel yeah, like he's coming you. over here on the, like, hey, bro, like, I just want it's to spend time. some time in the NBA. I want to be I able got to say that I said do. that I did. I mean, yeah, I mean, but, I mean, we're but we're seeing players play until 36, 37 years old. So it, it's not like his game's hugely based off athleticism. He could come in and play maybe a six, seven year stretch in the NBA. I'm gonna be soft. You know what the tough part about this is? I'm sitting here talking about this man like he over the hill. He was born the same years I was, and they don't got the date and month, but that's tough. Ah. Uh, Money. All right. But uh, next up, we're going to talk about that Javon Carter signing and how we see that, how we see him fitting in on this team. Cause I think we differ on that a little bit, but I think we're both pretty high on that. We're going to talk about that next, but before we do that, got to talk to you guys about one of our sponsors and that is prize picks prize picks is daily fantasy made easy you guys should definitely check this out how does it work you pick two to six players and if they're going to score more or less than the prize picks projections you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry no competing against other people it's just you versus the projections available prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch this includes nba nfl mlb nhl pga college football men's college basketball women's college basketball soccer WNBA, which my chicago sky are killing it again esports nascar and more Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less it's just that easy safe and fast withdrawals currently operational in over 30 states and canada Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit 100, PrizePix will give you 100. If you deposit 50, PrizePix will give you 50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for instant deposit match up to $100. It came in hot again. Like the intro music comes in hot every once in a every while. Every now and then, bro. Every it's, now and then. Hey, maybe it's excited about the Bulls offseason as well. I wanted to get to it. Uh, with that said, Pat, Javon Carter, we signed Javon Carter on a three-year, $20 million deal. Uh, this has been labeled as one of the better value contracts given out so far. There are some Vincent Bulls fans up and down on it. Like, yeah, you know, Bulls fans, they wanted uh, D'Angelo Russell. They wanted a lot of these point guards, especially when Russell Westbrook signs for two years, $8 million. Yeah. It starts yeah. raising some questions. But yeah. Javon Carter brings a dog mentality, defense, uh, high-level three points. Well, high, 
value, not high volume, a high accuracy three-point shooting. Uh, takes about four of them a game, hits him at almost 30% clip. I can see his fit in there with the Bulls starting lineup. How do you feel about the Javon Carter signing, Pat? It's a good signing. If you're if you're a Bulls fan and you're mad about Javon Carter signing with the Chicago Bulls, you just want to be upset. It's a good signing. Like, it's not a, is it a, oh, wow, this is the premier free agent that the Bulls could have gotten this year? No. But it's a signing that addresses a need. And we came into this offseason saying, just get me something better than Pat Bev. And all of a sudden, Zach Levine looks like he can play. Guess what? He's better than Pat Bev in a couple of different areas, including the three-point shooting. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he's going to be this elite facilitator, but <clears throat> I would love to see y'all come on here and tell me that Pat Bev is. Yeah, I mean, like he's yeah. a guy that's going to be able to go out there and run the system and put guy and allow guys to play their position. I don't know if I see him as a starter just yet. I think that they might still run with Kobe, um, but I wouldn't be mad at seeing him as a starter. And at the end of the day, you got him for six million dollars a year, basically, and that's a steal of a deal for a guy who shoots above forty percent from three. And it's not like he's not taking him; he's taking four three-pointers a game in an offense that's not very predicated on a three-point shot up in Milwaukee, and he's knocking it down at a 40% clip. You can't really be mad at that. That And that's how I feel, too. Like, I, I look at this signing, and it brings a lot. And to your point, like, the reason why I do see Javon as the starter is strictly because one of the things that Kobe does best is when he has the ball and everything can go through him. That's not going to happen. He's not going to get that many shots on, on in the starting lineup. Kobe can get more coming off the bench, but then, you know, we'll worry about that once preseason stuff starts. Yeah. I look at Javon Carter as coming in, being able to do a lot. And when you pair that with the news also, the Nikola Vucevic said part of one of the things that he talked about before he resigned was how he's used in the offense. And I think when you bring in another high-level three-point shooter, it's going to put Vooch more naturally back in the in where he needs to be. That is in the post, high post yeah. to low post, pick and rolls, those type of things. And I think that that's going to be. Do you think? Well, 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 I'll wait to ask this question until we get into the Vooch resigning. But overall, with Javon Carter, you one of the best point of attack defenders in the league, bro, uh, according to analytics. And so we need defense in that starting lineup as well. We need it on the team. And so I really like that. And you look at now being able to have him. Alice Caruso, God forbid, if Io comes back and he gets back to being that defensive dog again, yeah. we we go back to being one of the the better point guard defending teams in the NBA. Well, and I think here's the the conversation that you have to have with it as well, right? When when you look at a Javon Carter, he's a guy who the more time he's got, the more tick he's got, the better player he's been. Yeah, right. It, it hasn't been so much of a this guy can't play or this guy can't do this, so we're gonna limit his role. It's been more of a, we just haven't needed him to, right? He's comes onto a team with Drew Holiday. Before that, he's on the 21-22 Nets. Uh, back it up. I believe that would be Kyrie Irving at that point. That's mm -hmm. the first year of Kyrie Irving. He's backing up Kyrie Irving. Before that, he's on the Suns in 2020. Suns in 2020 is... That's still campaigning Chris Paul. No, that's not. That's uh, that's Eric Bledsoe at that that's point, right? Eric Bledsoe? That might have been Eric Bledsoe. 2020-21. When did they go to the finals? Or is that 1920? They went to the final. One of them. But but either way, right? Like, there's been guys ahead of him who you just weren't going to move out of his way. Now I think he gets a clear-cut opportunity. Ooh, that looked gross how you looked at the screen on that. <laughs> no, it's bright. It's bright. Oh, that was my but it came in strong. Everything's coming in strong over there, dog. The soundboard. So yeah, 2020, the 2021 is the year that Chris Paul first went to the Suns. 
So that would have been he would he would he would have been far down that depth chart yeah. at that point. So time. I mean, you're you're talking about a guy who's now going to get the opportunity to uh, get more of a role. I think he's going to take advantage of it. Does that mean that I think that he's going to be 20 points a game? No, he's going to be. He probably goes from eight points a game to 12 points a game. Yeah, yeah, 42 percent from three, <laughs> and that's exactly what we need: three, four assists, right? But especially like that's what we need, and so. I really like the addition, man. And uh, I looked at that J- Javon Carter signing, and initially, the the moment that I saw it, I was like, they got out, they got there. They, and he signed for, he was projected, according to, I think it was John Hollinger did projections, which he's been pretty good at. I believe it was Hollinger. Uh, so I'm sure somebody's going to correct me in the comments. But he was projected to get, to get anywhere between 8 and $9 million. We got him at 6.5 per season. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. Yeah, no, I, I think that this was a good move by AK. This, this was a move not – here's it's what we said, right, before all of this went down. The Bulls have talent. Second half of the season showed you that. How the Bulls played with Lonzo showed you that. You just have to have that piece that puts the talent in the right places. Yeah. Javon Carter is a key of that. He's he's, he's a piece of that. Yeah, and, and probably the closest thing to actually simulating a lot of what Lonzo did. Keep in mind, what did Lonzo do? Play great defense and hit three, hit 40% from everywhere, but it was very yeah. effective from three-point shooting. Is he the versatile defender that Lonzo was? Heck no. Lonzo was guarding fours, and I, I remember seeing Lonzo switch on, on Jokic at a point, and I was like, hey, man, get that man off of him, and he actually played pretty he good He did a defense. good job. I remember that. that. I, was just, I was amazed. So, no, he's not going to do that, especially now that being, what, 6'1", I think is what six, he is. 6'1". He's, he's going to be a dog. He's going to be able to play, uh, guard ones and twos in the NBA. And I, I just, I, I like the signing a lot. I, I, I can see that fit being seamless there. And I just hope that uh, Billy Donovan um, uses him correctly. So, and, and we talk about this in the NBA a lot. The sexy signing isn't always the, the um, signing that has the most impact. Right, going out and signing the D-Lo's, going out and signing. A, like, D-Lo would have been a fine name to sign, but literally you can't tell me how he makes Zach Levine better because D-Lo's a scorer. D-Lo wants to score the ball. He's a shooter. Like, yes, yeah. it addresses the shooting issue, but it doesn't really address the, hey, Zach Levine needs to be put in certain positions. to be Like, he's not this great facilitator. He's okay. Well, he's not this great facilitator. Russ, to me, is an interesting argument to have, but I think the fact that that. we saw Russ take $8 million means that he wants to stay in the West Coast. And I think that he took $8 million because he wanted to stay. Like, keep in mind, Russ on Lakers, Russ on Clippers night and day, right? And I think that he plays with that team, and yeah, we have our doubts about them being able to stay healthy, but... The fact of the matter still remains with that Clippers team. If they can stay healthy, they yeah. are a championship contender. They, they are the NBA all-injury team. I'm not going to lie to oh, you. Oh, yeah, for sure, a, for sure, for sure. I'm just waiting for the time where you you might as well, like, if Anthony Davis ever makes his way over there, oh, bro, they God. literally are the all-injury team. That's They it. signed Derrick Rose for the bench. <laughs> there you go, bro. Over under 25 injuries in the first month of the season. That's what we're talking about. Over under 25 games played by the first eight <laughs> players off of the bench. Crazy, bro. Crazy. But, yeah, really like the signing, man. Um, And, and before we go and we get into the next segment, I'm going to ask you this. I know you kind of already said it, right? Regardless of who starts it, by the end of the season, is Javon Carter the starting point guard or is Kobe White the starting point guard? I'll give the edge to Javon because he's a point guard. Mm-hmm. 
But I would I would think that the Bulls would want Kobe to kind of take that mantle at some point or just to be more involved, maybe just even being more involved in the team as a whole, right? Yeah, Offense and stuff like sure. that. But yeah. you you're, you re-signed Kobe for a reason. I, again, he's not Vinny Johnson. He's not the microwave off of the bench, right? Like sometimes he gets hot, but like Vinny Johnson got hot a lot. That's why he was the microwave. <laughs> yeah, it's Vinny Johnson's different. That's a different. That's a, that's that's a different animal completely, bro. Like but that's I, what I, people want Kobe to be there. Like he could be our microwave. And I'm like, yeah, but he's I mean, not. yeah, I mean, and the thing that I think with Kobe now is like the the thought and the dream of him being the microwave off the bench has gone away. But like what he showed last year is in impacting the game defensively, getting other players involved with his passing now, yeah. his ability to put the ball on the floor and get to the rim. I want to see him finish at the rim a little bit better. But like those things are more impactful to an overall basketball game than just being able to put up 15 quick every single game. Like he's developed things in this game now that can make him a more impactful overall player. And I like that. I, just, I do want to see the scoring come along more how it was on the back end of the season than in the beginning of the season. Yeah. But I think if you can merge those two, you got to, it doesn't matter. Starting coming off the bench at that point, it don't matter. You got a hell of a player in Kobe White. Yeah. I, I listen, I love it. I think that it's going to be a good setup for the Bulls. Um, and I think that to me, Javon Carter probably has the edge just because of the fact that he is already a point guard. Right. Well, we still, we still are like, what is Kobe? He's just about he's just a baller, bro. At this point, he's just a baller. He just um, plays basketball. He just plays basketball. All right, next up, we're going to be talking about the re-signing of Kobe White and Nikola Vucevic. Uh, but I do want to remind you guys that we are free and available on every podcasting platform of your choice, as well as YouTube and the Odyssey app. So make sure you guys check us out there. Yeah. All right, Pat. So we re-signed. Uh, two of the bigger free agents, the, the biggest free agents on, on this team. Uh, Nikola Vucevic got a... Uh, three-year, $60 million deal. I remember, it's been so long since I looked at the deal. It's crazy. Uh, $60 million deal. Kobe yep. White uh, re-signs for three years, $33 million with $7 million of incentives that could push that contract to $40 million overall. Uh, all three years are guaranteed for both those players as well. Uh, what do you what do you make of those deals, brother? Uh, Vooch deal, I told y'all. It's, it's a necessary deal. Um, yeah. The Kobe deal... I like it that value. It's not bad money for Kobe White. And to me, when I look at both of them, they are setup pieces, right? Like I think this is going to be a this is going to be a year here of serious evaluation because of how many things can change for the Bulls. These are both very team-friendly deals. So I I I think the thing that I said when when free agency went down and all of that was just because there is an agreement in place doesn't mean that you should get too attached to these months. Doesn't mean that they're going to be here for the full three years. Doesn't mean that they're going to ride it out with these guys for the full three years, but there is a belief that, okay, in year three of this, we should have all of the kinks worked out on all the players that we have on this team already. Yeah. We're going to add in a point guard player who basically is Pat Bev, but he can shoot better that that's going to help the team in, in some kind of way. We're adding in some more young talent on this team, bringing some guys in, uh, um, got, got the undrafted talent, Adama Sanago. Like, but now is the time to say, okay, 
How does the big three work after three years of playing them together? Big three. How does the big three work after Schmedium three years three. of play- medium Schmedium three? three. Yeah, yeah. Um, regular size three. Uh, <laughs> how, does it, how does it work after three years of playing together? And by adding in a point guard at the beginning of the season that yeah. is actually a point guard, is that going to change how this team comes out and, and is able to play? All of those questions will be answered by the trade deadline. Yeah. And I think that one way or the other, there could still be some movement within these. And I think, again, I have to give AK credit. He positioned these contracts in a way that you can absolutely move these guys. Like, if you want to keep them, keep them. I'd I'd love for him to cook. But he positioned himself in a way that you can absolutely move these guys. Yeah, I mean, when you look at every everything is easy, like everything that we signed so far, easily tradable contracts. Kobe White coming in at a, a eleven million per year, basically, that's easily movable. That's below the mid level exception. You can move that every day. Uh, yeah. Look at Nikola Vucevic's contract. Yeah, yeah, I think the first year is eighteen point six million, but like even at the at the tail end of that, when it's almost twenty four million in the last year, that's still a very movable contract. Especially when you look at the the way that the salary cap is going to continue to increase. AK's done a really good job, I think, at you know, the way that he's worked out these deals. And I think it, it's shown a level of focus and future projecting from him as well. And uh, he's, he's left himself a lot, of, a lot of flexibility. You had to re-sign Nikola Vucevic. I even would say you had to re-sign Kobe White when you look at just the assets that we had. We didn't, we weren't in a place to easily replace them. And I think some fans also miss out on the fact that the NBA salary structure does not work in which you 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 re-sign Nikola Vucevic for 18 million, but if he walks away, you have that 18 million to spend on somebody else. Yeah. That is not how it works. So because of that, the the best you can do at that point, maintain your assets, maintain your flexibility, bring every bring who you can back, and then let's see how it plays out. Now I'm gonna ask you something. We have some remaining for agents: Derek Jones Jr., Io DeSumo, Javante Green. Out of those three, do you see any of them coming back? No, none of them. I don't. What's your role for Io now? I think he. I think you fall back into the role that he initially had his rookie year. Come in and defend, and when we can play you more more minutes, depending on how you defend. I mean, the qualifying offers out there for Io. It's up to him yeah. if he wants to take it. I I can't imagine there's a bunch of deals that are better for him. But I think there's also probably that part of bio where he's like, maybe I'll take less of a deal right now to go somewhere and play. But maybe he wants to be at home. I just think that, right, he got his opportunity to shine last year, didn't Mm -hmm. take advantage of it. And now, right, we're viewing him as the backup point guard yet again, maybe even a backup just rotating guard that literally Mm -hmm. just turns into a Javante Green type of player. I don't know if he wants that to be his career. It's it probably would be better for him to be able to go somewhere else to show it if he does it, but maybe he's the guy that doesn't come back. Um Javante, we gotta get size. Javante's just a I love Javante, but he's just a six four roster spot right now. See the thing with I love Javante and he brings that dog mentality, but the only reason why. I'm big on Javante not coming back is because I just rather those minutes go those that development time go to Dalen Terry. Give it to Dalen. Yeah. Go get somebody who's gonna provide some size. I'd I'd rather see that. Um, and I think DJ I I, I think DJJ's gotta be gone, right? Like he had to know that there were better deals available. 
I mean, even we talked about like, man, DJJ gonna take that little money. I feel like he can get more money than yeah. This. I mean, I but see, that's the thing is, I thought DJJ was probably gonna get more the year that he did resign with this. Maybe mm-hmm. this is ability. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe this is a calculated risk to where maybe the Bulls do strike out on adding size, and it is, and DJJ just sitting there like, well, hey, I was gonna get three point three. You got five for me now. Bet I'm back. But see, even then, in that situation, why'd you draft Julian Phillips? Again, that's second round pick, very different. But he's literally DJJ. With younger and way more upside. So, I mean, and listen, when you're a team that is, at, even with this disabled player, and oh, that's another thing I didn't point out. The, disa- the disabled player exception can't be split between multiple players like a mid-level exception can, meaning you got one player you can spend that $10.1 million on. And because of that, like, I yeah, I think when, when you don't have a lot of assets that you can spread out, like, yeah, that Julian Phillips contract is going to be a value contract, and God forbid he's a, like Julian Phillips could be the forward version of what Io gave you, meaning his, in his rookie year he comes in and he's just a defensive dog, yeah. and don't let him get out in transition because he's going to yam it on some people. Yeah, so I mean it, it, that that could be what this thing ends up being. I I don't see any of the three coming back. Uh, did we miss something? By the way, though, it, is isn't like. Wasn't the deadline for Marco to either be a part of the team or not the 30th? No, Marco has his his date to be guaranteed is not to the 7th of July. 7th so we of got, July. We, yeah, I thought we, got, we got four we more got days in there. Got a little bit of time here, but yeah. we'll, we'll we'll see what this team is going to be, man. Like, I'll tell you what, if they end up fully guaranteeing Marco, well, he's not on the summer league roster, which has led a lot of people to think, oh, that means he's off the team. A, very rarely will you ever see a third-year player play in summer league. Yeah, yeah. It just does not happen very often. On Remember that one-year J.R. Smith did? <laughs> bro, bro, that's crazy. Bro, J.R. Smith was like six years in the league and just played in summer league. And was that's cooking. funny. Was he coming was back a, from injury or something? I don't know what he was doing, bro. I just remember, like, why is J.R. Smith playing? And he was just dominating all these players who weren't supposed to be in the league. That is hilarious, actually. Uh but, yeah, so, you know, we'll see because, I mean, at the end of the day, Marco's a $1.8 million contract, and with the Bulls now having the, the, the disabled player exception, they could look at Marco and say, listen, Mar- uh, uh, we because we still got – they still got a uh, 15-man roster. Now, Lonzo still is taking up one of those spots, but, like, they got to they gotta figure something out there, bro, so – yeah, we'll see, man. Uh, I I wouldn't guarantee Marcos. I'm not gonna lie to you. I just I hate that contract. Like it's. I hate that that contract. It's not even because of Marco at this point. It's literally just because that you're, you're not, not gonna, gonna play, gonna play the man. You're not gonna play him. So if you're not gonna play him, why is he why is he taking up a roster spot of somebody you could play? Yeah, I can mean, you, so. can, can, are we gonna hear that AK hemmed up? Uh, Billy Donovan, like uh, Pax did, Vinny Del Negro. Is that what we're going <laughs> no, when, like when Vinny Del Negro grabbed Pax, wasn't it? <laughs> Is that why Vinny got fired? No, that, I think no. Pax grabbed him first, and Vinny. If my if my memory is correct, it's been hey, they both that's be fighting. twenty years ago, bro. I have no idea. Hey, they both be fighting. That's all that matter. Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious, though, dog. I ain't gonna lie to you. That mess is funny, bro. J.R. Smith played in summer league in two thousand and ten. He had already what? been in the league one, two, three, four, five, six years. That's crazy. That's wild. I don't even know why he played. Like, maybe he was just bored. He's like, I ain't, I ran out of Henny, so I'm going to play this year. Bro. It's either this hey. or I'm going to get in trouble for the league's marijuana policy. Like, hey. it's one of the two. 
And this is the thing. They, I'm looking at the highlights now. He's just cooking dudes. Like, they shouldn't be on the court with him. He they shouldn't, shouldn't be there, there bro. <laughs> There's no reason for him to be there. That's crazy, bro. Oh, oh man. man. Hey, man. End of the day, um, Bulls got better. I, I, is it is it leaps and bounds better? No. But did they get, to me, the Bulls got better. Yeah, yeah, the Bulls got better, and we're going to see how that continues with the Chicago Bulls. We'll be right here locked in every single day telling you guys what's going on with the team. But, hey, that's it for us for today. Passing this home, brother. Hey, man, follow us on everything at Locked On Bulls. You can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. Appreciate y'all for showing love. Oh, and by the way, if if Elon uh, does end up just destroying Twitter and uh, this whole spill thing takes off. You can also follow me over there at Pat the Designer. Spill as well. That is the uh, that is the new app that Black Twitter is just flocking to. Oh, I'm gonna have to. Go and check uh, that out. it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty lit over there. I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm new, so I ain't got a ton of stuff going. But it's it's fun. It's All an exclusive right. club. All right. Well, let me make sure you know there's no Jalen Green stuff going on over there. But you guys, can hey, follow hey, me. hey. <laughs> You guys can follow me at CEO. He's the CEO. AJIZ. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked on Bulls. Me and Pat will be back tomorrow, hopefully breaking down some more moves that the Chicago Bulls have made. Let's keep the hope alive. Before Pat, I'm Hayes. This has been Locked on Bulls, man. We out, y'all. Peace. <laughs>